Hello, this is Robert Rickover at Alexander Audio, and uh, today my guest is Imogen Ragone, an Alexander Technique teacher in Wilmington, Delaware, and we're going to talk today about uh, website design and placement, uh, placement meaning how to make sure people find your site, um, for Alexander Technique teachers. Uh, Imogen has designed quite a few websites for Alexander teachers, I think in three continents and four or five countries. And um, we'll put a link to a page where you can see all of those sites. Um, Imogen, welcome to the show. Thanks, Robert. Glad to be here. So for somebody who's a contemplating, an Alexander teacher who's contemplating a website, what are some very basic considerations they should take into account when um, thinking about what it should look like? Well, I think um, the first thing is to realize that it doesn't need to be complicated and over fancy. And in fact, um, sometimes those things are dis are really distractions or counterproductive um, to the site on, as a whole. Um, what we really want or what you really want is a site that is clear, simple, easy for visitors to move around from page to page um, in language that people who know nothing about the Alexander Technique um, can understand. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. I, and I would, I would, just adding to that, I would say um, one of the design failures, if you like, that I've seen a lot is overuse of Alexander jargon, particularly on the home page of a site. Uh, perhaps yeah. photographs of F. Matthias Alexander, which m might be useful to have somewhere in the site later on, if you like, but not necessarily meaningful to um, someone who's never heard of the Alexander technique. Yeah, completely, uh, completely agree. I yeah. think um, you've really got to... Um, look at look at what you're saying as if you've never heard of any of it. And so if you're using words like inhibition, direction, use, primary control, people are just going to, you know, shut down. They're like, oh, I don't understand what this is about and move on to something else. Mm -hmm. So you need to put it in language, um, express things in ways that people can relate to and can see the benefit of. I think that's maybe a key thing too, that people can maybe understand the benefits. They're not really that worried about how it happens, <laughs> you know, at that point, you know. So, um, and uh, as well, I think you're completely right about the picture of FM Alexander. I mean, that is sort of like an in thing too. We know who he is, we know, you know, what that's about but to anyone else this is just some outdated looking picture of a you know an older man in black and white and how is that relevant to my back pain or me playing the violin um right you know which doesn't mean you can't have yeah. a picture of Put him it, or dis or descriptions of things like direction and inhibition if yeah, you want would, somewhere later on in the site but not yeah, on the home page you have a page 
um, that's describing those things. If you want to write something more in depth that uses those terms, do make sure you define them, though, in a way yes. that people could understand what you're talking about. Um, a page about the development of the Alexander Technique, perfect to have a picture of him. It makes sense, but mm -hmm. really, I wouldn't I'd steer away from it on the home page. Mm -hmm. And I, I would say another thing to be a bit cautious about is photographs of you teaching. Um, doesn't mean that you shouldn't use them, but be very careful in your choice of pictures. Um, yeah. a, a photograph of you with your hands around someone's neck um, <laughs> can be can be a kind of off-putting for some people. Yeah, if they don't know anything about it. So again, in the same way that you're going to think about the words critically as if you've never heard about the Alexander Technique, look at the photos as if you've never seen or know anything about it and see if whether they would be appealing or off-putting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, again, on a page that's maybe not the home page, that's just describing more what happens in a lesson, photos could be used maybe a little bit more you know, in detail with text explaining a bit, um, but that's really not the function of the home page, which really sort of a general sort of welcome to your site. And one other pet peeve of mine is the excessive use of skeletons and skulls. <laughs> um, it, it is astonishing. And again, you know, we might see that as kind of uh, fitting into our work in some way, but the average person coming to that it is very likely to to be put off by it mm -hmm. so on the things maybe that you should do uh, on your home page the two most crucial pieces of information that are often left out are the word or the phrase Alexander technique near the top easy to see and your location yeah, location is huge, and there's so many sites that um, hardly mention it. And there's a number of reasons why you really want to make that prominent and easy to find. You know, at the most basic level, you want the people looking at your site to know quickly where you are, and that's completely going to determine whether you think if whether they think you're relevant you know, to them, whether they're going to call you if you're in a different state or a different country. That's not, you know, they need to know that. Um, but at another level, it's also extremely important. One of the ways that Google will categorize you and the way people search for you is searching for someone in a certain location, Alexander Technique, Wilmington, Delaware. And so if I didn't have those words near the top of my site and in my site, it wouldn't find me and wouldn't connect me with that. And I certainly want to be found if someone's looking for an Alexander Technique teacher in Wilmington, Delaware. It is astonishing how many Alexander Technique websites. It's almost impossible to tell where the person is. Sometimes you have to really do some detective work. Like you can maybe start figuring it out from where a lo where the location of a workshop is being held. But that might not be true. I mean, people do workshops not necessarily <laughs> in their hometown. So you know, it's you really need to make that clear. Um, mm -hmm. And 
Along with that is your contact information. Make that easy to find. I recommend you have it on your home page, have it maybe on every page, maybe have a, a page devoted to contact information, all of the above. I don't think you can kind of really, um, you know, that you can't emphasize that too much. You need people to be able to contact you and make it easy for them to find that information on your site. Yes, absolutely. I think, I think the thing to understand is, you know, the web's been around for a fair fair amount of time now and people have developed certain habits of looking at websites and people uh, people on the web given that there are trillions now of websites mm -hmm. out there people make a very quick judgment about whether this is something they want to spend more than a split second on Mm -hmm. And if they come to your site and, oh, it says Alexander Te Techniques, something, which they may have some interest in, but they don't even know where you are or the contact isn't immediately visible, they're very likely just to, to move on. Mm -hmm. If they're doing a Google search, they just go to the next one down. They're not going to – people aren't going to spend a lot of time trying to – trying to uncover any mysteries in your website. Yeah. I think yeah, that's that maybe the way to put it. Yeah, and that completely ties into the language you use and keeping it simple. Um, I would recommend you have headings that stand out, have mm -hmm. um, bullet points maybe, or bolded words. So everything makes it easy for people who are scanning to pick out um, the words that might you know, be relevant to them. Um, long reams of text is not going to do it. So. Absolutely not, no. And I guess one other thing that um, we've talked about in the past from time to time, uh, as far as your contact information, your email address, mm. um, make sure that it actually works. Yes. Send yourself an email. There are a shockingly large percentage of Alexander Technique websites where the email link doesn't work properly or it goes to an email account that you don't the person isn't using anymore or maybe only checks every half a year or a year um honestly sending a, an email uh directly to an alexander teacher from their website that i've not been in contact before is is a very iffy proposition. Mm -hmm. I have no idea whether the person actually gets mm -hmm. it or not. Mm -hmm. I might hear back from them in six months, oh, I just checked this account and saw you wrote me. Huh. So that's something, yeah. that's just a little bit of housekeeping yeah, that, and that's, that's extremely important. Though. Yeah, I and mean, you put your email on, address on your website for a reason, is mm -hmm. that you want people to contact you. You want potential students to contact you. So you need to check mm -hmm. that email account regularly. I mean, mm -hmm. I would say every day, but every couple of days, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, uh, people aren't going to wait around. In fact, I think a lot of people expect almost instant with texting and messaging, you right. know, so if, if you don't get back to people within a couple of days, you've right. probably lost them. So. And I, I don't know whether you agree with me on this or not, but personally, I find it annoying when instead of just a straight email link, you have a form to fill out uh, where you have to enter your name and your email address and sometimes they'll 
say they want other pieces of information. It takes a lot longer for a person to do that. And again, given the sort of speedy nature of our mm -hmm. Internet society, I'm guessing a lot of people are just going to say, I'm not going to bother with that. So... I don't know. Do you, yeah, you know, I'm, I, I'm not sure about that one, but I, I mean, I see what you're guessing at. Um, I think if you do have a form on your site, I mean, really, all you need is their name, email, and a place for them to write their message. That's mm -hmm. basically what they want to do. So right. I think at that point, you don't need to be collecting any more information than that. I certainly wouldn't go asking for people's phone numbers or addresses or anything like that. That's that. that's very off-putting. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, we've talked about uh, some design considerations, but I think we should probably say a word or two about why it's so crucial for an Alexander teacher to have a website. Yeah. Um, well, I just think um, these days, if you don't, it doesn't look like you're really practicing. It doesn't look like you're professional. It's... Um, the web is how people look up information. And so if you may think, oh, well, I have my name and number on my professional listing. Um, but I think if they look, people are looking through that list and some people have websites and some people don't. I know personally, when I'm choosing someone for some other service, I, I like to go to the website. People want to see who that person is, want to know about them before they call or email. Um, yeah. and I think you're losing out if you don't have a website. It's, it's, you know, just as important as having a phone number, you know, maybe if not more so actually. Yeah, it's yeah. I, I, a couple of years ago, I said, you know, it's almost like not having a phone number, not having a website. But I think at this point, it's almost more important than having a phone number. Mm -hmm. And yet a, a, a very large percentage of Alexander teachers, um, don't have websites or yeah. or if they have websites they are uh, have some serious flaws either in terms of design of the kind of thing we've been talking about or just uh, ability of people to find them uh, maybe it would be useful to talk very briefly about once you have a website what should you do to make sure that people can find it what would, well, be, what would be the first obvious steps from your point of view? Well, the first steps would be to make sure it is listed in every place that you are listed. Um, for instance, on your professional web um, organization's website, um, on your website, on alexandertechnique.com, that is one of the first places people land on the web if they simply search Alexander Technique. In fact, I think it is the first place people land if they search in Alexander Technique. Right. And if they want to find then a practitioner, you have a list of, of people with websites, of teachers with websites, you need to be on there. So I think making sure that relevant places list you and list your website. Um, is this the kind of thing you were getting at? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and then exchanging links with uh, perhaps local uh, yes companies that are have some relevance perhaps say there's a uh, often in a in a in a city there might be some sort of health related sites that would 
list practitioners the various uh, modalities, and you should yeah. certainly be there. Um, If you're lucky enough to live, say, in Washington, D.C., there's, uh, for for example, there's a a kind of a meta site or a a site that lists all the teachers in the D.C. area. And And some of the training schools do the same thing. ACAT does that, Mm -hmm. uh, has a directory of their teachers. And, you know, so anywhere that has a directory um, that you're involved with or that you have a relationship with, make sure you get your your website on your listing and vice versa. You want to put links to them on your site too. The more links that you can build up between you and other sites on the web, um, the better it sort of creates Mm -hmm. more visibility for your site. And it's one of the ways that Google and other search engines rank you. I mean, it's somewhat a mystery exactly exactly how they do that, but we do know for sure that having sites linked to you back and forth and sort of having activity between your site and other sites creates more presence for your site and it's going to boost your rankings. Absolutely. So you might consider exchanging links with other Alexander Technique mm-hmm. sites that are just personal sites as well Mm -hmm. Uh, and and that does suggest that in terms of getting back to the design issue it's it's pretty useful to have a page on your site devoted to links yeah yeah or resources or whatever you want to call it absolutely that's one way to do it but you know there's other there's plenty of other places it's useful to have links on your site too on your page that's just about the Alexander technique. You could have resources for that at the bottom of the page or throughout the page, mm-hmm. link within your text when you mention things or mm-hmm. on the page about you and you mention where you trained or who you're certified by or, you know, just, you know, create that throughout mm-hmm. your site, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, links, um, I mean, links are what really makes the internet the internet in some ways. It's kind of the currency it's of the internet. Yeah, it's it's because the the internet is all about connectivity, and what what does not work on the internet is any attempt to kind of be uniquely in isolation. Um, that just doesn't work. Uh, you, you, no one's going to find you, and mm-hmm. and I think it might be useful to say here that some I've found that some people and certainly some Alexander Technique teachers have a somewhat of a misconception about what links represent. Um, Links are not necessarily endorsements. They are just links. They're just, Mm -hmm. hey, here's something you might want to look at. But they, you don't have to like everything about a site to link to it. I link to hundreds of Alexander Technique websites, and some of them, represent versions of the technique that that don't appeal to me at all but that doesn't really matter i'm my you know it's just about providing information uh, enhancing connectivity yeah i mean of course if you're saying i really i recommend this site it has to be one that you would recommend but you know if you're just giving a list of related links that could be of interest you don't yeah you don't yeah you might decide to recommend a particular Mm -hmm. site absolutely um so uh is i guess that we should say that in general um having a website is um 
kind of the first and for some people could be the only step in accessing the power of the web for their practice creating having the site created or creating it themselves and having it properly uh, um, positioned on the web but of course a website can be a platform for a lot of other things that I think mm -hmm. we're going to talk about in a second sure. conversation mm -hmm. uh, using audio and video uh, resources Facebook Twitter email lists that sort of thing um, this might be a good time to just say a word or two about the service that you provide uh, for Alexander Technique teachers, particularly teachers who they want a website, they have some material they could put on a website, but they just don't want to bother learning how to do it. Sure. Um, yeah, so I offer a service um, to provide low-cost websites to Alexander teachers. Um, it's um, basically I came up with, I wanted to come up with a way that's sort of not as expensive as a, a custom site, but is a lot more flexible than some of the um, sort of free template sites out there. Um, and so what I came up with was five, um, five page websites um, in three basic layouts and you can get more pages if you want. So you can have up to five pages um, and the cost right now it's um, what is it June 2011 yes. um, is uh, for the most basic site is two hundred dollars um, our prices will be going up a little by the end of the year but um, just to give you an idea that that is not you know an extraordinary amount of money um, right that is incredibly cheap actually and um, I think a lot of teachers have an idea that a website's going to cost thousands of dollars and, and they can and they can <laughs> although I will say that often when people spend thousands of dollars they get a site that's not as useful as a less expensive one because it has a lot of flashy stuff that actually can put people off, make it hard to download, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I would say this, the kind of sites that Imogen produces are, are very attractive, very functional, and um, you really don't need to spend more than that unless you want to have her do something a little more elaborate, which she certainly can do. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the base that you can add more pages, you can add more things into your site, which would raise the cost a little bit but it's still you know it's going to be a fairly low cost site right so. and Imogen will also take care of updates so if you're mm -hmm. teaching a workshop somewhere and, and you you don't want to say learn how to do the changes yourself which is again totally understandable you just email Imogen and she'll she'll do it for you for a yep. modest fee mm -hmm. um the other thing, of course, besides the website, you do need a place to host it. That is, you need it needs to be on the web where people can can access it, and that's yeah. that's called web hosting. And uh, I, Imogen, and I cooperate on that in that I will do the hosting for you. Uh, for usually, it works out to seventy-five 
dollars a year. So that's pretty much your total expenses. Couple hundred dollars mm -hmm. for a website, seventy-five dollars a year for hosting. If you have your own domain name, which is probably a good idea these days, we're talking another ten dollars a year. And the two of us will talk yeah. you through everything you need to know about that whole process. Yeah, so if you're not interested in any learning any technical stuff or being at your computer any more than absolutely necessary, I mean, this would make it a, a perfect solution for you. Right. And I think a lot of t Alexander teachers are, are in that situation. I mean, we're busy working on our practice and and uh, teaching and maybe other other demands. And to to learn what you need to learn to create a website and to take care of the technical stuff, uh, that's not something that necessarily it pays to do for most teachers. Why yeah, bother I mean, if you can outsource it? Right. Which is, uh, yeah. yeah, if um, if you are handy on the computer, there are some ways, um, free ways to um, create a website yourself without having to need to use code or anything. Um, but again, I think a lot of people are not interested in spending a lot of time with that. Um, yeah, they, there, there are yeah. options along those yeah, lines. Absolutely. And um, and I think the other thing that we, I think we're probably kind of coming to the end of what we need to talk about on, in this podcast um, is uh, if you have a website, if you're an Alexander te teacher that already has a website and you feel that maybe uh, some changes might be useful, particularly after you've heard this conversation, uh, Imogen can take care of that for you as well. And yeah. I think you've done that for several teachers. Right? I have done that for a few. I mean, it does depend a little bit on the format it was written in, but for most sites, I'll be able to get in there and, and um, make some little changes for you if you just need some updates to your text and what have you. So. Right. So is there anything else that we should cover, do you think? Yeah, no, I don't think I don't think right now. I think if we're going to move on to Facebook and other things, that's probably better left for the next right. conversation. Yeah, we're going to yeah. move into 21st century stuff in the mm -hmm. second conversation. Uh so uh we'll put a link to it by the by the uh, interview, but uh Imogen's uh Alexander website page is alexandertechniquewebsites.com. And you will see information about what she offers in terms of design. And you can see a gallery where she has all the websites she's created. And you can take a look and you might say, oh, I like I like the way you did so-and-so's site, but I'd like to change the color scheme, whatever. Imogen, right. Imogen can, can do that. Um, so... Um, my guest today has been Imogen Ragone, an Alexander teacher and website designer in Wilmington, Delaware. Thank you so much for being on the show. A pleasure. Thanks, Robert.